No, no. You know, it's going to get damn noisy when those airplanes come. Uh, I know, we like that, don't we? And there's something noisy about air shows. Uh-huh. Oh, come on, Higdon. Just put your earplugs in and smile. You know you I love it here. I didn't say I didn't like it. <laughs> Assuming facts, not in evidence. <laughs> David and I are standing here with uh, Amy Loboda and Dave Pasco. Amy, of course, of uh, Aviation for Women and uh, a pal of the podcast. And Dave of LiveATC.net. Hi, guys. How you doing? Fantastic. Yeah. How about you? Good, good. So you were... I want to just tell you how sad I am for you that you had to miss a day of the of the fly-in because you were you had to go to Key West, Florida. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a long story behind that, but I did have to go to Key West. Did you fly your small airplane down uh, there? No, actually, I did it in a Cessna 150, just oh, so you know. Yeah. Took one for the team, and uh, I, I had somebody who See, I don't who think that's the, a bad thing. It's... No, I had somebody who was at the end of the last month, calendar months, flight review, needed a flight review, had to work in Key West on Monday and suggested that perhaps there was a way we could arrange the flight review in conjunction with a cross-country down and back to Key West. And I said, you know, if you can't do a flight review in four hours and it says to 150 over water and land and oh, various terrains. We had a tailwind in both directions, believe oh, it or not. Um, you know, I don't know when you can do a flight review because it's a perfect loft scenario and asking lots of questions about different, different you know, uh, venues of, of possible problems. You know, from ditching to swamps to beaches. Not to mention the best rum selections to go with lunch. There was no rum involved, I swear. <laughs> the time was too short. Plus, I, I was locked in a cubicle in her office for the rest of the day where I worked. Um, our magazine's in production right now. Uh, yeah, okay. So it was a combination effect, but you're absolutely right. I did spend Monday night in Key You know, West. this stuff would be so much easier if work didn't interfere with I know, I know. Yeah. You know, it's it's all fun until you have to sit down and write about it. <laughs> Dave, so you're down here wearing a number of different hats. You're wearing your live ATC hat, and you're also helping out at the radio station. Uh, how are things going? Good. That's right. We came down uh, Sunday afternoon, flew down with my uh, co-pilot, Doug Fordham, from our uh, Bonanza Flying Club up in uh, New Hampshire. Got here late afternoon, but yeah, working at the radio station, doing a lot of production editing. And of course, we got the live ATC streams here, running, streaming both Sun and Fun Radio and all the uh, you got a every bunch conceivable, of streams. every right. conceivable ATC channel that's in use in and around Lakeland is broadcasting. I mean, no exaggeration. This must be about seven or eight streams that you're providing. Yeah, I here. think we have seven or eight. I lost, I lost count. I almost lost consciousness just trying to count them. So, <laughs> <laughs> and so, how's it going? Are a lot of people listening? Good. Yeah, lots of listeners. Uh, last year, Sun and Fun, or la- yesterday, Sun and Fun Radio was the top uh, feed out of you know, we do the top fifty. Uh, updated every minute, and it was the top one on pretty much all afternoon. But if you add up all the uh, listeners on all the different streams, this is killing everything. So. Uh-huh. Although this morning I looked in there, and Istanbul was the number one stream. <laughs> I don't quite understand that. You promised me you would tell that story someday. Maybe not here, but... Uh, yeah, maybe not here. We'll t- tell it offline. But yeah, there's just... Let's just say that there's just a really passionate listenership in Turkey, and uh, that's all I can say about it. Uh, and okay. that's no Istanbul. <laughs> uh, Amy, you've only been here for a day. You've seen anything interesting yet? Actually, I have. What? I've seen a couple of things that, that I'm absolutely salivating about. Tell us. Okay, first of all, you know, I'm a long-time Anywhere Map user. Yep. And uh, long time means I've already been through one set of hardware. I'm on my second set of hardware, and already that's seven years old. 
And I got to sit down with Jay Hubbard, the CEO of Anywhere Map, and he showed me how my lifetime subscription to their data plan can be transferred over to an app. So software-driven um, program, and since Varian is convalescence, my husband uh, decided to pick up the new iPad. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, basically, the deal is, if you're already a lifetime subscription data subscriber with Anywhere Map, and you choose to go to the app, either Android based, so it runs beautiful on a Samsung or any kind of Android tablet, or the iOS 5 base, what is it, 5.1 already? Something like that, yeah, yeah, exactly. You pay the flat $79 to buy the app once, and then your lifetime carries back over, and it's not going to cost you anything That's else. Great. And that is, that is very exciting for me. And then the second thing was um, the Sporties Press Conference this morning, and I saw this press release come out yesterday, but Aperio Systems and Forflight have gotten together with Sporties to produce an ADSV in for weather box that's actually very, very good. And uh, Aperio and and Yes, the new one that Sporties yeah, is carrying. That that and the price tag on that is $799. No more subscription. It's only in. And here's the catch. None of them will do traffic in anymore. You have to have an in-out. You have to have a transceiver to do traffic. And the reason is because you have to hit the station with your ADSB signal to trigger a traffic feedback. Otherwise, if somebody hasn't yeah, if somebody hasn't interrogated the system as you go by and you've got just in, you may not pick up any traffic even though there's traffic out there. Right. So they decided to make sure from a liability standpoint that you're never not getting traffic. They're only doing weather with ADSB in, so all the ADSB in boxes are limited to weather only at this point. Um, however, for an iPad-driven system, it's got a built-in WASP GPS in it, so it also wakes up all those low-cost iPads out there that haven't had a GPS in. Now you you don't have to buy a bad elf and an ADSB box, you know, and have all these boxes all over the place. You only have to buy that one. And I, I found that to be a very elegant system. So the best part of all is you can buy it now and it's delivered April, they start delivering April 23rd. And I actually believe that with Sporties. Sporties won't tell you that unless it's going to happen. Yeah. I have a question about, I have a question about the weather. Uh, somebody yesterday was saying that the uh, weather that comes via uh, that system comes in raw data format. So it's up to the software application that's basically receiving the weather data from the box to present that in a usable format, so a usable weather product format that you can sort of you know, see what's going on. Is that? Do you know much about that? I really don't. I'll be honest with you. Um, I use it. I use the NavWorks transceiver, and so I'm seeing it on a GRT, mm-hmm. um, and it's actually a Horizon One. It's a legacy GRT. The very first. And you set can that decide came out. how much or how little of the country you want to see. Yes, save. I can. Yes, so I it, can. It's it, very it nice. Every 15 minutes, it gives you a NavWorks. And every two and a half minutes, you get a regional hit for the region that you're in. And the combination is actually really nice. Because honestly, when you take off, the first thing you want is that regional hit of weather. And you want it fast. 
There's no question about it. But the odds that within 15 minutes you're going to be able to scroll all the way out a thousand miles and see everything you could possibly see are really good. So um, at, at the speeds that I go, which is either 70 knots or 170 knots, that's entirely adequate. What I like is the TFRs and the METARs and the PIREPs and the, you know, all that stuff that the lightning that comes in very very handy but i agree with you from what i've seen it does display differently in different software applications so there it, it's triggering different things what's cool is the foreflight is designed to be seamless so if you were getting weather on the foreflight before say you were using your cellular or whatever to get your weather it will look exactly the same the difference will be you'll be getting the ADSB products you won't use it any differently which I think is good because we've seen instances where the satellite data link weather on some non-aviation devices with GPS integral or added on don't always sync their location precisely and we've seen instances where the weather being shown was actually 40 miles different yeah they're yeah. Not, not where it looks like when you're right. looking out the window that yeah. can be very disconcerting well, yeah and, and, and it's something for users of those products to figure out on their own before they depend on it or like to know what this doesn't always sync the location with the picture of the weather and it's something to do with how the GPS updates its information with the screen and how the weather information gets updated on the screen, and they don't always handshake the right way. Well, it's interesting that they put the WASP GPS receiver and the ADSB guts together in one box that's about the size of, I would say, from looking at it, it's about the size of the old... Um, Spider Tracks box, yeah. you know, the big one? Yeah. Um, it's about that size, and I would say that they may have cracked the code on trying to stop that. But don't quote me. Go go yeah. test it and yeah. see. Yeah. yeah, we were pretty, uh, you know, our club was pretty excited about it. We use uh, XM Weather now with the Garmin 496. We have a, a Garmin 480 in the panel, but we use the 496 for weather, and this is great because we've got a lot of iPad users. Uh, we've got, you know, when we're looking for, we're always looking for backup systems, right? So the uh, this box combined with the iPad and Forefly would be a great uh, backup. Actually, Doug Fortnum was standing about two feet away from us. He, he had a great idea. He thought that, you know, you take you get a box that has ADSB, uh, AHARS, and, you know, someday there's going to be a single box that sort of does everything that's related to, you know, next-gen technologies, and somebody's going to do that. This is the first wave of products now that... You know, or doing that kind of thing, and it's just going to keep getting better. So. Yeah, yeah, we're still a long way from the deadline for ADSB out mandate, and the in stuff is still evolving, and uh, it, it seems to be lagging. So, but it's finally starting to come around. Well, so. you say lagging, but the price tag on this box is seven ninety nine, and you would spend ninety nine bucks on that WAS GPS. Yeah. To yeah. begin with, so as far as I'm concerned, the price point's dropping rapidly. Well, and there's no subscription. I mean, we pay right. we pay a subscription well, fee on XM, and so that's that to me is the most beautiful part of the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. So it's your tax dollars at work. Yep. Um, we got a lot of airplane sounds in the background. That was uh, it is a, a small red, uh, hot-looking biplane uh, that says Lucas on the top wing. When I see a small red biplane, I think uh, uh, Sean Tucker. Is that who that is? Do we know? I don't is think that? we know, but I, I'm. Fairly sure that's not Sean Tucker, but I, I'm not certain. 
Yeah, we're not sure, but it's pretty cool. We would be well advised to actually pick up the list someday when we're going to talk about this. We've we've never dealt we've never dealt in facts on this podcast in the past. I'm not sure why we should start now. Right, and we don't read instructions or anything like yeah, that. All right, Dave Pasco. We do ask for directions. We ask Amy. Yeah. <laughs> Dave Pasco, what else have you seen as you've been wandering around here? Any products or airplanes or things that are particularly cool in your eye? Um, I, I haven't done a lot of wandering around, but uh, one thing I did see that we were interested in, uh, again, we're looking at integrating traffic in the airplane now, and uh, we're taking a look at the Garmin uh, Era 696, 796, the uh, portable, their new line of portable GPSs, and uh, really cool touchscreen, and uh, we were pretty jazzed by that. Uh, the big thing about it was they've got two serial inputs, so you could actually connect your panel-mounted uh, GPS and download flight plans via one serial port and then hook your traffic uh, alert box to the second one and everything's integrated on one screen really nice very beautiful screen really fast so we were pretty jazzed about that but uh, i'm looking forward to doing some more walking around yep yep still early Soon. in the week still early in the week amy you are literally wearing an, uh, a hat a your faa production studios hat tell us a little bit about what you do with, with them i do podcasting uh-huh. <laughs> on any particular subject or uh it's called managing safety and it is a podcast that has multiple hosts. We're all volunteers, and we roam the grounds looking for interesting subject matter. And I had um, four mini, kind of like this, podcasts today, so I had a good time today. Very cool, very cool. David, anything you've seen, anything you want to talk about before we wrap this up? Yeah, real quick and dirty. I visited with my friends at uh, the Honeywell booth for a little bit this morning because they're partnering with Aspen on the development of the KSN770. That's an all-in-one WASP GPS NAVCOM. And it has touchscreen, so they gave me about a 10-minute run-through on how that's working. Uh, I'm impressed. I'm, I'm trying to wangle a visit to Olathe, Kansas, after this is over, so we can spend a little more quality time with it. But it's shaking out as a really nice little device, and should be very competitive price-wise with other comparable products that are on the market or coming on the market now. For poor pilots like me, that's always an advantage. <laughs> well, that's good. We're going to get back to uh, checking out the air show here. Thanks to uh, Dave Pasco from LiveATC.net and Amy Laboda from Aviation for Women and Other Stuff. And uh, and that's Dave Higdon. I'm Jack Hodgson. This was, what, 798 Echo. Echo. Echo.